1: are coming. 800-913-GOLD. 800-913-GOLD. Glenn
2: Speck. The Blaze Radio Network.
1: Yes, he can, and he will. Hello, America, and welcome to the program. We're just talking about a new... um, uh, I got a call from uh, a couple of people in Washington yesterday because there are, are new uh, voices floating around the Capitol that Barack Obama wants to go to war with Syria. So, you know, that is a very thinly veiled proxy war with Russia, uh, a very col- a colossally bad idea. Um, Mike Lee is going to be on either today or tomorrow to talk a little bit about that. Um, He posted something on Facebook yesterday, actually made me call him. And I said, why, 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 what do you, why is that? He posted on Facebook about the separations of power uh, for the president and Congress and said, only Congress has the ability to declare war. And Barack Obama needs to come to Congress to declare war if he wants to start another one. I'm telling you what we said yesterday, we are on the precipice, nobody wants to hear it, but for those in this 10 million strong audience that are willing to open your mind and listen to something other than partisan politics... It's important that someone sees what's coming, and that someone is you, and we begin there right now.
2: I will make a stand, I will raise my voice, I will hold your hand, cause we are one, I will beat my drum, I have made my choice, we will overcome, cause we are one. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is... The Glenn Beck
1: Program. We're find ourselves. I know we're talking about how nobody is going to declare war. Um, nobody's going to go through Congress. We haven't done that in a long time, but we need to have that conversation because I'm telling you, it's coming.
3: Yeah, and you're, you're going to find World War II. Your- I think was the last time because Korea was a police action. Yep, yep. Um, yep. They, they got approval from the UN. Yes, but they didn't get approval from Congress. Right. And we all know how that worked out,
1: and that was a proxy war between us. Vietnam was a proxy war between us and Russia, and that is what's going to happen in Syria. And Korea was a proxy war between us and China. Yep. So enough proxy wars. Yeah, we've had and enough. This, of is those. Gonna, this is not going to. This is not going to stay a proxy war. It's not. Um, Vladimir Putin perceives us as very, very weak, and we dismiss them as very weak. What we don't take into account is the man believes he is on a mission from God to reestablish the the Russian Empire, the Holy Russian Empire. Um, And he is making a pact with those in the Middle East. He has befriended Syria. He has befriended Iran. Iran. Saudi Arabia is moving towards um, the same kind of situation. Saudi Arabia is moving towards Russia and away from us. We're going to have the Middle East and Russia against us. I don't think that's a good scenario at all. And Barack Obama is now talking about the, the, the word in the capital, uh, and I've heard this from several sources is that we are moving towards a war footing uh, with Syria in a proxy war, and Barack Obama is going to say we need to do it for humanitarian reasons? I thought John Kerry just said
4: he lost an argument that he couldn't
1: use war or uh, significant growth. I'm hoping church, that this is not true. I am hoping this is not true. Um, but when I saw, I heard those rumors, and I called Mike, and I said, "Why? Why are you? Why'd you post this?" On Facebook. Why? Because he, he just sat in front of his computer and said, here's what we need to all understand. Congress. Congress is the one that can declare war. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that was concerning to me. After hearing the rumors and seeing what's happened in Russia, where, as I told you at the beginning of the week, today is the final day of the four-day 40 million people strong civil defense test in, in Russia, where they dispatched people all over the country, affecting 40 million people, and they went in for chemical, biological, and nuclear weapons and shut cities and, and businesses and, and schools and universities down and set it up as if it was a treatment center. Plus, they had all their fire uh, departments You know, scrambling and how do we put out a nuclear fire? It is a very big deal. Then, as we told you on yesterday's program, uh, Friday, we told we told you that we had broken off diplomatic relations about Syria with Russia. Then we find out that they are in a civil uh, uh, defense maneuver for four days, affecting 40 million I've already told you that Putin said that we are going to, we are already in World War Three and he can't get anybody to listen to them. And then on top of it, as we saw, said yesterday, the Soviet or the, the Russian state television said and, and was quoted yesterday saying that a nuclear war with the United States, didn't they say seems inevitable? I don't, or I don't or what the uh, whole I guess, l- l- the look it is. up it was if it was. i think inevitable is too strong yes seems very likely something like that that we are on the road to a nuclear war i don 't know if we're on the war uh, the on the war path with nuclear war, I have no idea, but we are entering a game changing time game changing time as game changing as it was in nineteen fourteen and fifteen. And 1941, Eminent. or 38, imminent, imminent
3: nuclear war with the United States. It, it is, it's hard to believe that Obama would send troops to Syria. It sure is. You know, based on everything he ran on, based on everything he said over eight years, of course, it doesn't matter anymore what anybody says, nobody listens. So he could get away with it, I suppose. But it's... I will tell you. It's close to the the end, more than his
1: okay, belief his, in sending so, troops in. Okay, yeah. so let's, but let's think this through on history and History always gets me into trouble because history doesn't repeat itself, but it does rhyme. Okay, so just because somebody is repeating the patterns that Adolf Hitler did, I just had this argument with somebody yesterday. Um, you can't say that, you know, so-and-so is Adolf Hitler. I, I've never said so, you know, let's be frank about it. It was Donald Trump. I never said that he was Hitler. Never said he was Hitler. No. Stop it. Only Adolf Hitler is Hitler. Was he a guy with the initials A H that nobody know if he was Steve Johnson and he did the same things up until 1933 no one would have a problem with me saying look at he's doing exactly what Steve Johnson did in 1920 <laughs> to 1933 that doesn't mean that he's going to gas 10
3: million people. No, but Steve... That was Adolf Hitler. Steve was dangerous. Right. Let's, let's be honest. Right.
1: So you can't... What, what, what you have to do is you have to, and this is hard for people to do, you have to look at what time period you're talking about. Mm-hmm. There is a huge difference. And past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. Right, if you have uh, 10 uh, paths to walk down,
0: they all look very similar early on. Only one of them might end
1: in the worst human tragedy of all time. Correct. But you don't take the chance to walk down correct. the path even a step. Or you walk down the path with your wise, eyes wide open and say, wait, no, you're leaning that way. we got to go this That's way. That's correct. Make, make sure I we mean, learn the lessons. You learn the lessons from the past so you don't repeat them. And when you see the patterns... You say, pattern, let's make sure we stay off this road. Okay, so. That's what learning from history is supposed to that's mean. That's what never forget right? means. You remember the patterns that got you there because no one is born evil. And with that, let me take you to this frustrating binary choice thing that we're in right now. Um, I'm not even going to tell you the personalities involved because it doesn't matter because it's not about the personalities um, one personality yesterday said, uh, hey, why won't Donald Trump do X? And the other personality uh, tw- tweeted out immediately, well, you should be mad at Hillary Clinton. Uh, why don't you, uh, you know, you, you must, you're, it's just because you're for Hillary Clinton. Clearly support Hillary oh, This is oh, not. Good. Right? Okay. Gosh. So, everything that you do is a binary choice, Mm -hmm. you either do it... We should also point
0: out, a binary choice always defined by someone other than you. Yes. Everyone else gets to define what your binary choice is. Correct. Which is such a wonderful place to live. It's not our choice. It's never our responsibility to come up with our own decisions. Someone else gets to define
1: what the binary choice is, and then we must abide by their decision. Right. And if you don't, they destroy you. Okay that is the new binary choice or at least they're trying yeah well here's well here's the thing l- l- let's just put it this way the two parties are now exactly alike except Boy, are. constitutionalists are now the the black population for the democrats if you step out of line and you're a democrat and you say no i i think that guy's bad i think hillary clinton is not going to be good for us i don't think barack obama what happens you're an Uncle Tom, and they will do everything they can to destroy you. You're not even black. And we sit here, we sit here, and we look at that, and we say, black people, you got to wake up, wake up. They're looking at us and saying, wake up. Yeah. We have woken up. And every time we wake up and try to stand up, we're shoved down into the ground. I contend Bill Cosby would have gotten away with everything that he did his whole life had he not rocked the boat at the end and started talking about his own community and saying, hey, we've got to look at our own community. Basically, what is he saying? The same thing the Democrats don't want to say about the family, the same thing they don't want to say about Detroit, that the things that we've been doing and are, and are being told to ignore are the problems. So you can't have anybody think you got to shout them down. That's what's happening with the Democrats, with the black community. And it works. That's how you can get 97 percent of a population to vote one way. Shut them up. It worked for Saddam Hussein. It's been working for the Democrats for how long? The <gasps> back, just call him. So now we're doing it. Now, unless you go with the party, you are politically incorrect in the way that the communist who invented that term really meant it. You are not correct with the political party and you will be shut down, shut up, made uncomfortable. And in the case of the communist, you're going to be shipped off. You're going to go to a camp. And if not, you're just going to be disappeared. You'll go to Siberia or you'll be in the ground. That's the real term, politically correct. That's the heritage of politically correct. Now, if you are politically incorrect, you're an enemy. You're a traitor. And everything is a binary choice. Now, let me show you what happens to binary choices. Let's take Black Lives Matter. Right now, we're being told there's a binary choice. The binary choice is they're good or they're bad. That's it. They can't be anything else. They are good or they're bad. Let's say you say they're good. Um, or, or let's say you say they're bad, because that's what most people on our side say. They're bad. Okay, so what do you do when you've made the binary choice? You say, well, i got to build a wall against all those bad people, and I've got I to I condemn anybody who is for them, listens to them, uh, wants to march with them They're because they're all bad if you're for black life if you excuse anything because these people should just pull themselves up by their bootstraps get over it right and if you don't agree with that you're an enemy you're with black lives matter so what do you do you build a wall around them make them the enemy You condemn them, that's what that wall is all about, and then you try to convince others that they're bad. And if you can't convince them, that person you're trying to convince, they become bad. And the other side does the same thing. So a binary choice leads to walls, condemnation, destruction, and separation of two camps that only becomes balkanized. It only becomes the Palestinians' And the Israelis. And there's no coming back from that. It's my side or the highway. Balkanization. My way or the highway. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for just the look. (laughs) Let me give you another choice. Not a binary choice. One that doesn't lead to Balkanization of the United States of America. Or... We could just say, "I'm not getting back together with anybody." You were against, and so I will always be against you, and you will always be my enemy because you voted
3: differently, and I will never stand with you. I'm not coming out to do some kind of sit-down powwow with you after the election. I, I'm not I'm coming. Not I'm not coming out to some powwow where I'm we not, sit around and talk about things after the election i'm not i'm not doing that i'm not, talk, I'm not asking you Well, that's do. what i'm not gonna do well, so stop asking you know, i'm not asking. saying <laughs> you want to sit down and do some powwow <laughs> no, some what? get together after no, the I'm election saying that
1: we are all americans after the election and oh. we're all going to we're all going to metaphorically to
3: come, why do you keep saying together? Together? we need to get together and do a powwow after
1: now, the election here is our here is our sponsor this half hour. It is American financing
4: American Financing Corporation NMLS one eight
1: two three three four www.umers you were do- <coughs> i don't know even know what that means, Pat i don't know why you. Um, you were doing fine. Pat, that was jeffy speaking were You another yeah, right. voice um, friends <laughs> <laughs> um, you were doing fine, and then something unexpected happened, unexpected home repairs, medical expenses. Maybe you were out of work. Maybe somebody else in your family was out of work and you 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 all had to pull together and now you're in debt and you don't have any idea on how to get out of debt. Interest rates are at an all-time low and right now you can refinance and consolidate debts. I will tell you, if you're out of debt and you want to buy your home, now is the best time and American Financing are the best people to help you with that mortgage. But if you're in debt, now is the best time to consolidate but please don't consolidate and then uh, do what society pushes go spend more pay those debts off Ugh. you're going to i know you're going to thank it. me if you can get out of debt there is nothing more important than getting out of debt right now and with the interest rates so low if you have lots of debt on your credit card consolidate and the people that can help you do that is americanfinancing.net now most mortgage companies what they do is they get these, these deals from the banks and the banks will say, hey, push this mortgage instrument. Um, make sure you get people, we'll give you bonuses if you get people into this mortgage inst- instrument. Don't do that. American financing, they don't take those bonuses from the bank. They're all salaried. Nobody is working on commission. So they are looking for the best instrument for you. 866-750-6551. Responsible people. We'll go to American They're the best. American Financing.net, 866 750 6551. Glenn Beck. Mercury. Regardless, of whoever wins the White House, we are facing serious geopolitical and economic challenges. That could lead to the next great financial crisis. You need a recognized safe haven asset for your portfolio and IRA, and that asset is gold. Call Goldline and add physical gold to your portfolio or IRA at 800-913-GOLD. Goldline, been helping people diversify their portfolio with gold for over 55 years. Rated A-plus by the BDP. Read Goldline's important risk information, but do it now, because crazy times are coming. Eight hundred nine thirteen gold 800-913-GOLD. 800-913-GOLD. Listening to the Glenn Beck program. Okay, so if you have a binary choice, if everything in our society—and it is, everything is in our society—is this is, where you're either for us or against us. You either love this or you hate this. Okay, it's it's a binary choice, and a binary choice leads to the same thing over and over again. For instance, Black Lives Matter. Good. Okay, well, then the people who oppose it are bad, and you got to stop them. Or it's bad, and the people who oppose that idea that it's bad, you have to stop them, because they're bad too. And you build a wall, and you don't move any further. Or, you could say there's more than a binary choice. There's good and bad, which builds the wall, and some will do. Or, there is, let's just take one. They're bad, but some of the people can be saved. Or, um, they're good, but... a lot of the people in there have been co-opted by bad leaders who don't understand what they're following. They've never gone to the Black Lives Matter website. I can guarantee you, Kaepernick does not know what the leadership wants and where they stand just on Israel. It's like a whole page on anti-Israel stuff. uh, And they don't know where they stand on capitalism. And he's certainly not making that salary under their proposals. Correct. So you can make another choice. And I want to show you How one builds a wall and the other keeps the walls down and keeps us moving forward when we come back.
2: The Glenn Beck Program.
1: Our thoughts and prayers are with all of those in Florida uh, today as you prepare for a massive hurricane. Um, uh, Mercury One will be watching and um, we will do everything we can. And I know the listeners all around the country will want to help our, our Florida neighbors and friends and loved ones. should things get as bad as they possibly could. The other thing that uh, I want to alert you on is Mercury One is also um, helping the flood victims in uh, Louisiana. And we are trying to feed a Thanksgiving meal to 30,000 people that are, um, are homeless or have lost absolutely everything. And Thanksgiving is the time that we should come together and say, the Lord saved us all. Lord saved us from what could have been really horrible Um, and give thanks. And sometimes the outsiders need to come in and provide. And in the first Thanksgiving, it was the Indians that did a lot of the providing for that meal. And so the outsiders, we would like to suggest that we come together in Louisiana for Thanksgiving. If you would like to help us serve 30,000 people a good Thanksgiving meal in Louisiana, victims of the flooding, Um, please go to mercuryone.org. That's mercuryone.org. Talking about binary choices and how dangerous binary choices become. And take the election out of it. I know this is hard to do because everybody is making everything about the election, but in, what, 30 days, 33 days, the election is over. And we have to come together. And for those who don't understand, I don't mean literally come together. I mean, we're going to need each other. And we're going to need to come together um, um, uh, metaphorically. I didn't think I needed to express this this way, but. No, but apparently. I do. Some people are so stupid. Stop it. You do have to. Stop it. Stop it. You are the one who caused the last flare-up of herpes. Stop it. I'm trying to put some cream on this. Me too. Me too. i got to tell you, sometimes yeah. the cream doesn't work. Yeah. Let you know. Well, this cream will never work. But anyway, um, uh, I don't mean come together. What I mean is, metaphorically, we need to be Americans again. Because no matter who is going to be our president... Trump or Hillary, trouble is coming. And depending on who you're voting for, you'll think that the other one is going to have more trouble and you may end up being right. But we'll never know, will we? Because she's not going to go into a parallel universe and run another country, so we have a double blind. We won't know. We just know we need to stand together so we can weather any storm that might come our way from the outside or the inside. And I'm using Black Lives Matter as a... Uh, and please do not use this as politics. These are principles. Black Lives Matter. To show you the binary choice. One, the binary choice, good, bad. Leads you to a wall, you go, go past that, you become a balkanized country that sees things one way or the other, black or white, and you go nowhere because you have nothing in common because you stopped talking to each other a long time ago. Black Lives Matter. Let's just say you decide they're bad. The bad, the leadership is bad. What they're doing is bad, but not all the people are bad. Well, now that's not a binary choice. No, no, no. You've got to make it that they're good or bad. We have to condemn them all or not. no. No, it's like, and I know this isn't popular currently. Again, but this audience understood when we did it, um, because it took a lot of explaining, because we are trained to think binary. We all want immigrants to be legal. We, at least in this in this room. We all want legal immigration. We all want really
3: tough border security. And I will say nobody's fought harder against illegal immigration than we have. Yeah. You no have, one has you fought been, harder. You're crazy on yeah, that. Yeah. And and nobody has opposed more consistently comprehensive immigration reform than we have, uh, when others were when others, others flip flopping on it because the nominee in 2012 was for no
1: it. no 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 no. When others were flip flopping because George Bush was the president, mm. and, and the that GOP, too. Yeah, we were we were hard solid on that. Okay, so anyway, um, so we have been there. Thank you, Pat. Yes, sure. Another flare up. No, no. I'm just, um, I'm just clarifying. I know. So anyway, um, we have been. We've been solid on this. We went down to the border because I said I am for um, illegal immigration, not illegal immigration. We want border security. We want this. we, We need this to be solved. And if you come across the border, you need to go home. But we must soften our hearts and see the plight of people. We need to see that there are bad guys. We need to see that there are drug runners. We need to see that there are Syrians and uh, Iraqis and uh, and really bad ISIS and Al-Qaeda guys coming across our border. But we also need to see the children. And when it comes to the children, we don't just box them up and put them in storehouses and then do what with them? We need to love the children and love people unless you've proven yourself to be a bad guy. And then you have credibility to say, I love you. Now it's time for you to go home. And we need to make sure our hearts don't harden and harden into a place to where we can't see people anymore. Mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter. Good, bad, build a wall, you don't see people anymore. Or bad, but some of these guys are, are good. They're just misguided. They're being led by people... And they don't even know who they're being led by because they've had something happen in their life or they've been brainwashed, quite honestly, by a an educational system and a culture that just tells them you can't make it. These guys are bad and there's no escape. And as our mothers used to say, show me your friends, I'll show you your people, I'll show you your future. How many of us have gone down the wrong road because we have surrounded don't answer this pat because i don't want to hear your answer we've gone down the wrong roads because we made friends with people who were strong personalities that weren't necessarily on the straight and narrow and you changed your behavior and you changed courses how many of us have been sold a load of goods that now in retrospect, we're like, oh crap, I can't believe I was so stupid. I believed that. Right. But if you had a bunch
3: of people standing around you. How many times have we said that about the Bush administration? How misled we were about the, the right. Patriot Act yeah. and, oh, yeah. and yeah. going into Iraq and Right. All
1: of it. All, all of it. And if you were surrounded by people as we were by the by the Michael Moores. Mm-hmm who were extremists themselves, who said, all these people are just bad people. And we're like, no, we're not bad people. We really believe this. We don't think he's a bad guy. If somebody would have reached out to us, honest, not trying to, not a Susan Sarandon, honest, and sat down with us and really talked to us and loved us and proved they loved us, They were our friends. And look, we can disagree. Glenn, you and I can disagree. You might in the end really say war is right. But they would have sat down with us and they would have listened to us. And then they would have said, wow, you've got some good points here. And I didn't know that. I'm going to go look that up. I did not know that. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But you look up that. I'm going to look up what you showed me and you, you look up what I just showed you. And let's come back together. Not the intention of winning, mm-hmm. but the intention of reconciliation, the intention of let's just come back together on the facts.
3: Would have been better, but I, I don't know that it would have swayed us because now we have 10, 12 years of evidence. You know, we've got 10, we got... This I contend 12. no one tried. Yeah, no, that's look it sure. And look that at what true. happened.
1: Now no it's one true. tried, and so now we are in these camps of enemies... Where nobody even listens to the other side. No one... Let's take another example. The New York Times and CBS, ABC, NBC. They have deemed people like us bad for so long that they could come out and say the truth about something that we believe in and have the documentation, and you still wouldn't believe it because you'd look at it and say, well, it's NBC, Ah, oh, it's the New York Times. Of course they're gonna say that. But but wait, here's the video. <laughs> we
4: did taken use it those, out of we did it, use those disclaimers, right? We would do stories or do reports and
1: say, well, but it's NBC, so Yes. But now it's gotten to the point to where I said to Stu back in the nineties, they're gonna come a point where you won't even believe your eyes. We now watch videos and we still dismiss it. Because that's just the media out to get X, Y, or Z. It's on video. So we've set ourselves up for absolute failure and the balkanization, which, by the way, just want to let you know, is one of the goals of the Weather Underground, of the communists, of everybody, to balkanize the United States. E pluribus unum is bad because e pluribus unum means from many one, and you can never defeat them when they're one. You have to break them up. Black Lives Matter. You could love them first, be honest, and find a way to see the common humanity, which is almost impossible now. You're not a human anymore. You're a member of the media, or you're a conservative. Or you're a liberal or you're a Clinton supporter or you're a Trump supporter. And there's no there's nothing in between. Okay, there's no humanity. You I I keep I keep saying, am I not more than who I voted for? Is this the only thing you'll see it on Facebook? Somebody will say, hey, this is a great pie recipe. Oh, I notice it's apple pie, apple pie. What do you all, the, all you conservatives want apple pie? Like, everything's going to be fine if your beloved Donald Trump gets in. You're like, what the hell? I'm just giving a pie recipe. <laughs> hey, It's happening in everything, everything. We could love. We could listen. We could learn. Then we could either say I was wrong they could say they were wrong, or we could say I was a little bit wrong and they were a little bit wrong, and we could stand united on those principles where and those facts that we can now agree on together. Or we can continue to take one step. Mm, bad, build wall, don't talk, demonize, put into camps. We could do that but that leads to our total downfall. Or we could not do the same thing and expect a different result. We are doing the same thing. George Washington warned us against this. Don't do the two-party system. Because the two-party system, they're going to start demonizing each other. And it's going to get worse and worse and worse until you will divide into two camps And then somebody who's unscrupulous will come outside and say it's these two party people and I will make everyone who disagrees with us pay and he won't be doing it for any other reason. And I'm not saying this is Trump. I'm telling you what Donald I'm telling you what George Washington said would happen. And that will be the end of the republic because everyone will just want vengeance Because everyone will feel that they have been wronged by the other party who is now their enemy. What do you say? We try something different. And even if we vote differently, at least after the election, we try to take a deep breath and realize we're going to need each other.
3: I'm not coming to a powwow and you sit down and right. discuss things after the election. Oh, is that her piece?
1: Yes, it is. Thank you. And now this. <clears throat> it's really important to be prepared. And now is the time to do it with uh, my Patriot Supply. Uh, a year's worth of food, only $997. You know, it's really amazing because what we're talking about here is troubled times are coming. And I've heard people who believe that they, you know, they want to vote for Trump, and I don't want to vote for Trump or Hillary. And we are tearing each other apart. And, uh, and both of us are saying, horrible times are coming. All I'm saying is, yes, let's start building a relationship on that. Horrible times are coming. We're going to need each other. Prepare your heart. Let's recognize that it's going to take all of us together doing the right thing. When bad times come right now, my Patriot supply is saying pretty much the same thing. Be prepared. Bad times could hit for $997, one year of food for one person or enough food to feed four people breakfast, lunch, and dinner for three months. People say all the time, how do I start right here? Best deal I've ever seen. $997 for a year's worth of food. Call 800 946 2325. 800 946 2325. Or go to
2: preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.
3: The Glenn Beck Program.
1: Welcome back to the program. Uh, Our
3: last installment on Hillary Clinton's scandals coming up in about half an hour. You know, you're talking about Washington's fear and, and warning to Americans about the party system. And his biggest fear was that the party would become more important to people than the country is. And if we haven't seen that, oh, I think it's, I think it. it's beyond that. I think it's yes. more important than family. I think so too. I mean, a families that you families have been torn apart over this.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's a poll that came out that said seven percent of Americans have ended friendships. Ended it. friendships over well, this election. big time. And I mean, that's just ended. I mean, how many have been affected negatively? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Know. But seven percent have ended actual friendships over
1: this. That's incredible. Mm. Again, George Washington. If we would listen to him, right. We, we would, would have, have avoided this all place. this. What did he
3: know? I'm not coming together with you and do a You're powwow. at up! This. I'm this not! This
2: is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.
0: Go ahead, Stu. Uh, so you're speaking of people who actually care about principles, who will actually fight for what you believe in, who will actually watch the other hand. While we're all talking about election and media developments and all that crap, our government just continues to churn, churn out new regulations that are costing you lots of money. So. Not to mention control of your life. FreedomWorksForMe.com is the place to go to help an organization that is actually trying to stop Obama's regulatory state and whatever regulatory state is coming after that. You need to have uh, uh, somebody fighting for you to stop this stuff. A recently released study shows that it actually costs Americans more to comply with federal regulations than it does to actually pay their taxes. We talk about taxes all the time. When do we talk about regulation? Well, Freedom Works for Me, well, they're talking about it all the time. you get in a meeting with Freedom Works, they'll talk about all sorts of regulations. You'll want to talk about sports, they'll be talking regulations. Go to freedomworksforme.com. Freedomworksforme.com. Stop the regulatory state today. FreedomWorksforme.com. Do it now.
1: Oh, gee. I wonder why the word in Washington... Wow. Why the word in Washington is, is that uh, Barack Obama is going to uh, go to war in Syria. What could possibly be behind that? Well, I said that the word in Washington is, is that he's going to do it for humanitarian reasons. Oh, and then I just... I pick this up from Wars and Military Conflicts. Uh, Soros slams Putin for heinous crimes against humanity in Syria. Billionaire George Soros vehemently condemned Russia's bombing campaign in Syria. The world is witnessing a humanitarian catastrophic um, uh, event of historic proportions. The world must intervene. I appeal to the people of Russia and Europe and the rest of the world not to stand idly by. Oh, George Soros. He cares about the people of Syria. And he thinks that we should intervene. Is the United States going to war with Russia? My guess is we're creeping towards it and we might even be uh, starting to walk towards it in a fast walk. You know those little those people who walk by the side of the road in that obnoxious fast walk, that I think is what Washington is doing towards... Race walkers. Race walkers, yeah. They need to be stopped. (laughs) They need to be stopped. Um, And I want to talk to you about uh, the, the foolishness of the Democratic Party and those who are standing by Hillary Clinton expecting different results from doing the same exact thing this election. I'll explain it by comparing it to TARP right now.
2: Fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glen Beck Program.
1: Our political parties... Our political parties uh, are convincing us to use TARP to save our nation. Um, and when I say TARP, what, what was the idea behind TARP. Put yourself back into 2008.
0: The economy is on the verge of utter and complete com- uh, cla- uh, collapse and not even the economy the system the, the whole financial system the by the end of the week in general by the end of the by week the end of the week we have to do something we have to pour money in to the banks to make sure that they are stable and we can save the system we can
3: you know it was literally that Imminent, right? It was literally that oh, yeah. catastrophic. They were saying, "No, they they were told, by Thursday or else." I know people that were
1: in the room on the Sunday night, yeah. um, and they said the markets are going to open tomorrow, and by the end of the week, the world will be out of business. The entire Western world will collapse by Friday. Okay, so what happened? There were banks, because one of my friends was one of the bankers that was there, and his bank wasn't in financial trouble. And he said, we opt out of this. We don't need it. We don't want it. And he was told, sit down and shut up. You're all taking it. You're all taking it, period. And if you don't, We will use the force of the federal government to make your life a living hell, and you will need it. So, the realization, the the fear was put in, and I believe it was real, that the entire Western world, the system that we know, was about to have a catastrophic failure, and the world would have gone into a depression. We've gone into them before. Um, never had we gone into a depression like, the, like World War II, the Great Depression. Usually depressions will last one to 24 months. Um, and not one month, one year to 24 months. And it, we used to go through them about anywhere from every 10 years to every 20 years. And they would last usually typically 18 months. And it would be horrible and the whole system would be churned upside down. And then you'd get your sea legs and you'd stand back up and you'd have, you know, the roaring 20s. Um, and it was the way the system works. Well, we had the idea of the Fed and the, the government and the Fed would work together to make sure that we would never have another depression again. Well, since the Fed, we've had two depressions um, and we're headed for another one. So the idea was we're going to wipe the system. The system is going to be wiped out. So we have to, as George Bush said, violate the free market system. Abandon it. Abandon the free market system.
3: Save. To save the free Free market market system. system.
1: (laughs) And we all said that was nuts, right? Mm -hmm. That was nuts. Why is that nuts? Because you can't abandon your principles to save your principles. For instance... Speedwalkers—they have to be stopped. Now we all know—we all love the Constitution here, but I mean, we all agree: speedwalkers—they got to be stopped, right? People, yeah, People who obviously. walk fast—I gotta, I gotta, yeah, yeah, I gotta abandon the mm-hmm. Constitution. Look, we love the Constitution, but those speedwalkers have got to be stopped. Yeah. Everyone would know that's insane. That is, insane. but it's only because I say speedwalkers, right? Mm-hmm. That's the only difference. If I would say, "Look, we all love the Constitution." But we got to stop Muslims from coming in. Well, okay, now, wait a minute. We've
0: yeah. seen polls
1: that we've uh, seen polls that show that yeah. we'll accept that we won't accept speedwalkers because that's speedwalkers. Who's going to say that? that's crazy? Rights are only written down like that because when things start to get fuzzy, you need to know.
3: No, we don't do that. I remember what Lindsey Graham said. Free speech is a <clears throat> great idea, but we're in a war. Right. I mean, okay. we, we hear that kind of stuff it. all the time. Right. So
1: we violate principles to save our principles. Okay. TARP was sold to us. And, and because I have a friend who is in the banking sector, he called me on his way home from that meeting. He was walking up Broadway. And he called me and he said, Glenn, you're going to find some things out in the next 24 hours. And it's bad. I just want you to hear it from me. It's bad. And they're going to propose a bailout. And you got to help people understand how bad the consequences of this bailout are. And for two days, Monday and Tuesday, I was with it. But something bothered me. The tale of we were forced to take it as well. We're all forced to take it. And then I started hearing the politicians start to talk about it. And I realized they're not going to actually... Use this time to buy us a little extra time to prepare people. Because that's what he said to me. He said, Glenn, people are completely unprepared. We we go into a Great Depression tomorrow. Nobody is prepared for that. Nobody has. They they, they won't even see that coming. And so he convinced me by time so we can prepare people. Well, that's might have been his idea. It might have been my idea, but that was not the federal government's idea. That was not the bank's idea that was not the fed's idea the fed's idea was bailout we've now abandoned this, and we're going to keep going and we're just going to we we have look at the country we have become because we did tarp because we did tarp we now had the stimulus package so the stimulus package so you know is i think 10 times bigger than the entire new deal think of that Mm -hmm. um we are a different country because of tarp we're a different country because of the patriot act yes we have these principles in the constitution you have to have a warrant you have to go to a judge you can't spy on people the agencies, the NSA, doesn't listen or grab phone calls or papers or anything else in the United States. Well, yes, but we have this. So if we want to save the country, what are you, for the terrorists? You want the terrorists to win? Because if we don't do this, they're going to kill all of us. Don't you understand that? And if you don't do TARP, the whole country is going to go down. The whole entire Western world is going to go down. Where has that gotten us? Here. Yes, it's gotten us here. 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 Now we're hearing the argument and it's a valid argument just like it was valid that the terrorists are coming. Just like it was a valid argument that yes, a depression is coming. Both absolutely true. But what did we do? We violated our principles to be able to save it. I've got to violate the free market to save the free market. Abandon it. How many of us know that religious, real religious persecution is coming. It's coming. It's coming. No ifs, ands, or buts. I believe it is coming.
3: In some ways it's already here. What if we violate, what if we abandon our religious principles to save our religious principles? Exactly. Maybe we can avoid the, the, the persecution. Exactly. Possible? You
1: are against, you're against saving religion. Yeah. If you don't yep. do this, you're against saving religion. <laughs> you, were, you probably wanted us to all die in a hunger storm because of TARP. You probably wanted the terrorists to come in because you weren't for the Patriot Act. See a pattern here? See, a pa- see an almost 20-year pattern? Yep. Now we're being told if you vote for Donald Trump... It's the end of the world. The end of the world. You want to round people up. You want to round Muslims up in the middle of the night. And the same thing is being said, if you're for Donald Trump, or, Mm -hmm. yeah, for Donald Trump, you want us to be a communist country. You are, you're a damn communist. If you're for Hillary. If you're for Hillary. Mm-hmm. You just... You kidding me? You're not for Donald Trump? You want Hillary to win.
3: And it's, it's even worse than that because you can be for neither of them and you're yeah. still for one of And you're still them. for one of them. You're still for one Depending of them.
1: Depending on who you're talking to. Yeah. I've talked to liberals who say, my oh God, you're for Donald Trump because yeah. a vote for Hillary, <laughs> a vote for Trump or a non-vote for either of them is a vote for Donald Trump. I have actually sat and had that argument... With liberals. No, I, no, it doesn't work that way. But both are convinced. TARP, Patriot Act. Now, what happened in both of those scenarios? Things got worse. Why? Let me take it to medicine. We are so blessed because we have antibiotics. We're so blessed. But what we weren't told, we were always told, hey, make sure you finish your medicine. But we were never told, why? Why should I finish my medicine? I, I, I remember, anybody else remember? I don't want to go to the doctor every time I think I have something. I'll just save half of it, and I'll take that, right? Yeah. We all did that. Why? Because they didn't tell us, oh, by the way, if you don't do that, you only kill the weak bugs, not the strong bugs, and a flesh-eating bacteria... <laughs> that will be antibiotic-resistant, will come to be. And anybody who would have told us that, we would have said, oh, please, a, fl- oh, a flesh-eating bacteria. Thank you, Mr. 1950s B-movie, for coming. Right? Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have believed it. We would have said it's the you know what that is? The drug companies trying to sell you more. It's the doctors trying to get you in. It's the insurance company try, right? Yes. We All would have blamed scrollers. it on whatever was convenient. We would have said a flesh-eating bacteria is nonsense. Exactly why they didn't tell us.
3: Probably exactly
1: why. probably probably. Although it probably had to do with something with Blue Cross and Blue Shield <laughs> not wanting to Okay? Yeah. And what happens? We're now seeing a flesh eating bacteria. Why? Because nature comes in waves. And sometimes it's best to let it burn itself down. Now, not burn down and no recovery. I believe we would have survived a depression. I wasn't for TARP. Because I'd rather take the medicine before it's a flesh-eating
3: bacteria. And the same thing applies to the environment with the, with the forestry. Yes. Overforestation. Correct. Leads to more forest fires. It's natural. When you go in there and you do a burn. Yes. It actually... It's natural.
1: And so we are fighting against nature. Yeah. We have... Let's put it in the most positive ways. We have... Become Our parties have said, we're an antibiotic and we'll cure it. You can't cure this. You can't cure this disease. It has to play out. Uh, the sins of the past have to be reconciled. They have to be. We, had the, we, were, we were ecological lovers. We loved the trees. And so we did it for the right reasons. We said, no, let's not burn down the forests. But nature abhors that. A lightning strike will burn down the entire mountain because in our best efforts, we tried to do the right thing, but it doesn't like the dead underbrush. It has to burn it down for it to survive. I contend both Trump and Hillary, those arguments, and I can speak on the Trump side, Hillary's going to be a nightmare. An absolute nightmare. But it's going to burn itself down. And I think it's natural. And I believe we survive. And I believe Donald Trump is our version of TARP. I know we don't believe those things. I know we're not for all those things. I know. But... The Depression by Friday. We survive. We survive. It's got to correct itself. Don't put a Band-Aid that you would never, ever, ever, ever pull out of the band You would know instinctively. No, that's that's not good. But because you're in a panic, because you're facing something really horrible, you pull that Band-Aid out. And it's nothing but that, a Band-Aid. And that infection is getting worse and worse. Bill O'Reilly and Martin Dugard have written some great books. One of them is Killing Reagan. Uh, now, Killing Reagan has been made into a movie. The National Geographic Channel is premiering Killing Reagan on Sunday, the 16th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. The movie follows the events that led to the att- attempted assassination. Um, it, it follows Hinckley and Ronald Reagan. It begins in nineteen eighty. Do you know how long he was in office when he was shot by Hinckley? Yeah, not very long. How long do you think? Uh, was it seventy days? Wow, sixty nine. I thought it was I thought it was longer than that. Um, Killing Reagan. It stars uh, Tim Matheson, Cynthia Nixon as Ron and Nancy Reagan. Killing Reagan. You can trust this one because it's coming from a conservative. Uh, Premier is Sunday, October 16th, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, only on the National Geographic Channel. Glenn
3: Program. 888 727 back.
2: Mercury.
1: Program. So Stu asked me in the break, so what are you suggesting on, you know, so what do you do on the vote? And I, this is not about the vote. It really isn't. What this is about is um, don't do, if you want to violate the free market principles to save the free market, I understand it. I understand it. Because the, the idea of depression by Friday, which they were telling us on TARP, is horrible and horrendous. But the reason why I was for TARP for the first two days um, was because I thought we were going to use that time to prepare and tell the people what is coming. But that wasn't their intention. I immediately turned around and went, they- they've got a different idea. They think they're act- this is going to work. And it's not. It's going to make things worse. But it will give us time before it gets worse. So if you're looking at one of these two candidates and saying it will buy us time to figure out how to fix things. I don't agree with it, but I understand it. But don't think that you're going to vote for Hillary Clinton and it's going to fix the nation because it's not. Don't think you're going to vote for Donald Trump and it's going to fix the nation. It's not. You have to use the time that you think you're buying by voting for one of those to prepare yourself and prepare your nation To survive the consequence of paying for what we have done in the last 50 years or 100 years or even the last 10 years, we're going to have to pay a price. How do we prepare to survive that together? How do you prepare a lifeboat? Because neither of them will fix it. The Glenn Beck Program.
2: Look
3: Back. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
1: The year 1992. Bill Clinton was a young and obscure multi-term governor from a very small state. At first, it seemed the American people were pretty uninterested. Clinton's poll numbers at the start of his candidacy were under 2%. He had gained some momentum by the beginning of the primary season, but still finished a distant third in the 1992 Iowa caucus. As New Hampshire drew closer, Clinton was polling far behind Massachusetts Senator Paul Songus. And the Clinton women scandals were already catching up to them. The name Jennifer Flowers was now everywhere in the news. Bill and Hillary knew they had to do something to change the momentum. So after Super Bowl 26, the Clintons appeared together on 60 Minutes to address the allegations being made by the woman named Jennifer Flowers, who claimed she had a 12-year affair with Bill. The Clintons knew full well that a poor showing would end his candidacy.
4: Who is Jennifer Flowers?
1: How would you describe your relationship?
4: You know, friendly but limited. I I met her uh, in the late 70s when I was Attorney General. Uh, and she was one of a number of young people who were working for the television stations around Little Rock. And, uh, she left our state, uh, and for years I didn't really hear from her and know what she was doing.
1: Was she a friend, an acquaintance? Did your wife
4: know her? Oh, yes, yes sure. She was an acquaintance, I would say a friendly acquaintance. Uh, when this story, this rumor story, got started in the middle of 1980, uh, and she was contacted and told about it, she was so upset, and she called back. And she said, How can I be listed on this? I, I haven't seen you for more than 10 minutes in 10 years. Or she would call the office, or I'd call her back there at the office, or I'd call her back at the house. and There's nothing uh, out of the ordinary there. She's a legend and is described in some detail in a supermarket tabloid, which she calls a 12-year affair with you. It, that allegation is
1: false. Bill and Hillary's performance was convincing.
5: You know, I'm not sitting here as some little woman standing by my man like Tammy Wynette. I'm sitting here because I love him and I respect him and I honor what he's been through and what we've been through together. And, you know, if that's not enough for people, then heck,
1: don't vote for him. When the voting in New Hampshire was over, Bill had severely cut into Songus's double-digit lead. As convinced as the American people had been by the Clintons in that 60 Minutes interview, and they were convinced... Bill Clinton has got to level with the American people tonight. Otherwise, his candidacy
5: is dead. You feel like you've leveled with the American I people? have absolutely leveled with the American people. We're going to do the best we can to level with people, and then we're going to let them make up their minds, because I think if the American people get a chance, and if they're trusted to exercise their vote right because people talk to them about real issues, this country will be okay. That's what we're betting on, and we're just going to roll the dice and see what happens. You called it a gamble. Uh, You came here tonight to try and put it behind you.
4: You're going to get on the plane when you walk out of this room and go back to New Hampshire. You think you've succeeded? That's up to the American people and to some extent up to the press.
1: History has proven that the Clintons had not leveled with the American people, that in fact virtually everything they said in that interview were lies. As we later, in 1998, discovered that Bill Clinton admitted under oath he had indeed been having an affair with Jennifer Flowers. But she was just the tip of the iceberg, and it was a Titanic-sized iceberg. There had been women other than Hillary before Jennifer Flowers, and there would be many after. In the late 70s, an Arkansas nursing home administrator and Clinton supporter, Juanita Broderick, was to meet with Clinton in a Little Rock hotel lobby. Bill asked if they could instead meet in her hotel room to avoid a crowd of reporters. She agreed. She has said that she regretted that decision ever since. Broderick claims that when they got to her hotel room, Clinton raped her. Then what happens?
5: Then he tries to kiss me again. And the second time he tries to kiss me, he starts biting on my lip he starts to uh, bite on my top
1: she says quote it was real panicky panicky situation I was even to the point where I was getting very noisy yelling please stop but he didn't afterward Bill Clinton headed for the door
5: when everything was over with when he got up and straightened himself and I was crying at the moment And uh, he walks to the door and calmly puts on his sunglasses. And before he goes out the door, he says, you better get some ice on that. And he turns went out the door. On your lip. Yeah.
1: How does this have anything to do with Hillary? Well, two weeks after the alleged rape, Broderick, who had been scheduled to attend a fundraising event for Bill, feeling responsible for the attack because she had let him into the hotel room, did show up at the event. There she encountered a determined, and to Juanita, frightening Hillary Clinton.
5: I almost got nauseous when she came over to me. And she came over to me, took a hold of my hand, and said, I've heard so much about you, and I've been dying to meet you, or been wanting to meet you. I can't, this is paraphrasing right now. And she said, I just want you to know how much that Bill and I appreciate what you do for him and I said well thank you and I started to turn and walk away this little soft-spoken pardon me for the phrase dowdy woman that was seem very unassertive took a hold of my hand and squeezed it and said do you understand everything that you do and I got my hand from hers and I left how hard was she she was really squeezing yes She was just holding on to my hand. She didn't because I had started to turn away from her. And she held on to my hand and she said, do you understand everything that you do? I mean, cold chills went up my spine. That's the first time I became afraid of that woman. In
1: 1991, Paula Jones was an Arkansas state employee. Apparently, one of the state troopers that allegedly procured women for Clinton while he was governor, in a scandal that became known as Troopergate, overheard her say that she wouldn't mind being Clinton's mistress. So, on May 8th, she was escorted by the trooper to Clinton's hotel room, where he allegedly propositioned and exposed himself to her. The advances were unwelcome, and Jones sued just before the statute of limitations expired. Clinton won the first round as a judge ruled that Jones could not show any damages from the incident. Jones appealed, and eventually Clinton paid Paula Jones $850,000 to drop the suit. In 1993, a White House volunteer under extreme financial distress, Kathleen Willey, came to the Oval Office to seek Bill's help in procuring paid employment. Instead of offering help, Clinton sexually assaulted her. Willie wound up becoming an unwilling participant in the Paula Jones case. Then, a 21-year-old unpaid intern came to work at the White House in June 1995. This seemingly insignificant occurrence would begin a chain of events that would lead to the impeachment of the President of the United States of America for only the second time in our nation's history. The unpaid intern's name was Monica Lewinsky. By November, she and the president had started the sexual affair that would rock the White House. It continued for several years until the relationship finally came to light after Lewinsky shared details with a friend, a civil servant named Linda Tripp. Tripp had worked just outside the Oval Office and right next to the office of Hillary Clinton in the West Wing. She recorded what Lewinsky had told her ...and eventually went to the press with the story. Newsweek had the story, but decided not to run with it. However, such was not the case on the burgeoning Internet... ...and an unknown and up-and-coming website called The Drudge Report. In 1998, Drudge ran with the story and blew it wide open. Eventually, there were hearings and lies to prosecutors... ...and in the end, impeachment proceedings... Hillary addressed the issue, blaming the right.
3: The great story
5: here for anybody willing to find it and write about it and explain it is this vast right-wing conspiracy that has been conspiring against my husband since the day he announced for president.
1: Bill addressed the issue in no uncertain terms.
4: But I want to say one thing to the American people. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I never told anybody to lie, not a single time, never. These allegations are false, and I need to go back to work for the American people. Thank you.
1: But one year later, Bill addressed the issue again.
4: Indeed, I did have a relationship with Miss Lewinsky that was not appropriate. In fact, it was wrong. It constituted a critical lapse in judgment and a personal failure on my part for which I am solely and completely responsible.
1: Linda Tripp has said of Bill Clinton that...
4: Everyone knew within the West Wing,
5: particularly those who had spent years with him, uh, of the thousands of women.
1: But again, what does this have to do with Hillary Clinton?
5: Worse, Hillary Clinton not only has always known about it, She made it her personal mission to disseminate information and destroy uh, the women with whom he dallied.
1: From the start, it has been Hillary Clinton at the heart of the Clinton scorched earth policy regarding the women victims of her husband's inappropriate behavior. Judicial Watch found in an effort to discredit the women who charged President Clinton with sexual misconduct, personal files and papers were illegally obtained and released. The courts found under the Privacy Act that the privacy of Linda Tripp and Kathleen Willey had been violated, end quote. This is from a Judicial Watch report citing just a few more than 900 relevant files. Judicial Watch said that Hillary had been linked, quote, directly to the center, end quote, of the controversy. And yet, as she campaigns for president, Hillary Clinton released this amazing public service announcement about sexual assault.
5: I want to send a message to every survivor of sexual assault. Don't let anyone silence your voice. You have a right to be heard, and you have a right to be believed. We're with you.
1: A seemingly difficult stance for a woman fighting for women's rights that never believed and instead sought to destroy anyone and everyone that ever accused her husband— Next, the First Lady to the U.S. Senate, to the Secretary of State, and now, potentially, the presidency. Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I've seen a lot of things in politics. I've seen a lot of bold things and and just uh, uh, blind. Just blind. No self-awareness at all. That, I think, that commercial that she cut is probably the most... Uh, unself-aware, unself-aware thing oblivious. I've ever seen. Yeah. Oblivious,
3: absolutely oblivious.
1: I mean, you don't let anybody shut you up, and you
3: have a right, right to, to be, be believed. believed. Oh my gosh! Jeez. Why
1: are you? Oh, these people, people in Washington are just—all politicians are just scumbags. Scumbags. I hate to say all politicians all. because there are a few good ones, man, but they are not the ones you ever hear from. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you about our sponsor. This half hour is. Are you
3: trying so hard to get Hillary
4: elected? Thank you. I mean, I, I said it and it just blew by like it didn't matter. Yeah. But I mean, uh, quite frankly, people are sick of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, the uh, last installment. I thought today was the last installment, but tomorrow, tomorrow is, is the last installment of the four-day serial uh, on Hillary Clinton's scandals. Um, yeah, four went, days. Four Justifying day. them, and I, mean, I, mean, I notice you only
3: use the good ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I only—I noticed you only use the true ones.
1: <laughs> uh, and now this: yesterday, Bank of America stated that more than two hundred and seventy percent into this bull market. Uh, uh, quote: One wonders how much longer this cycle can uh, can last. Bank of America wrote that it had not yet found a model that accurately forecast recessions. It found evidence for an imminent recession. It added that while there is a wide range of signals uh, in aggregate, they do suggest if data were to continue to weaken in line with the recent pace, history would point to a recession in the second half of 2017. So, yay, by summer if things continue to go. Now, the reason why this is important is because the Fed has no tools left for a recession. We always have, hey, let's spend more money. Let's uh, reduce the interest rates. Let's do whatever we have to do to get people to start spending money. There are no tools left in the toolbox. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. We could hope that Donald Trump will uh, win and um, be a dream come true not do the trade thing which would cause a depression instead cut the regulation that would actually help us if he would do that so we could hope but the chance of uh, of us missing this is 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 pretty pretty low do your own homework get the facts and consider spreading out your risk and buy some gold or silver 1866 gold line 1866 gold line Available exclusively from Goldline is their uh, Goldline Price Guarantee Program, 866-465-3546. Read their important risk information. You're smart enough to figure it out. Gold from Goldline.com. You're listening. You're listening. To the Glenn Beck Program.
2: The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.
3: Program. Sign up for the newsletter and get all the info you need to know at Glenback.com.
1: Here's the latest scandal. I don't know if you followed this one. I'm not hearing this one. Obama's DOJ drops the charges against the arms dealer who threatened to expose Hillary Clinton. Do you hear this? The Obama administration moved to dismiss charges this week against an arms dealer who threatened to expose Hillary Clinton's role in Libya arms deal that could have damaged her presidential run. Wow. Uh, Politico has provided a damning report on the choice by the Department of Justice to suddenly dismiss the charges that it brought against the arms dealer over his involvement in an illegal arms deal with the Libyan rebels. He threatened to take down Clinton with this. And they decided, oh, you know what? We're going to drop the charges. Uh, Nothing to see here, people. The
2: Glenn Beck Program.
1: Mercury. So your turn.
0: Alright, so if you're only playing fa- uh, season-long fantasy football, which I did for years, uh, you know, you're, you're missing out. You're missing out on the opportunity to uh, rectify some mistakes. Wouldn't it be great if we could do this with, I don't know, other things, like elections, where maybe every week we could pick new candidates. If we happened to screw up the last time, wouldn't that be fun? FanDuel, you can do that. You don't have to deal with your terrible draft picks and your injured players. Uh, you can just Pick every single week and real, win real money and paying with a little, uh, playing with as little as $1. Plus, FanDuel uh, wants to get you started. They have beginners leagues for people who have never tried this before. Plus, $50 in free entries. New users who deposit will get five free entries into NFL 50-50 beginner contest valued at up to 50 bucks. You get one free entry a week for five weeks. That's like a third of the season on them. Why not try this? Value of free entries varies based on deposited amount. Go to FanDuel.com, click the Join Now button, and use my promo code Stu fanduel.com promo code Stu void where prohibited
1: Hello America welcome to the Glenn Beck program glad that you've tuned in today lot to cover possible war with Russia uh, that is the scuttlebutt up on uh, Capitol Hill uh, that George Soros is now pushing for somebody to do something because of the the atrocities uh, and the atrocities are, uh, that are beyond imagination that we as humans need to stop these horrible atrocities in Syria and somebody's got to do something. Is that why Barack Obama is starting to poke around and look at declaring a war or starting a war in Syria where we would send our troops? Hard to believe, but that is the scuttlebutt in Washington that we are headed towards a war in Syria. That is a hot proxy war with the Russians. The world's upside down. Why not throw another war into it? We begin there, right now.
2: I will make a stand. I will raise my voice. I will hold your hand. Because we are one. I will beat my drum. I have made my choice. We will overcome. Because we are one. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn
1: Million views later, a mother's efforts to bring more attention to her medical bill might have succeeded. I had to pay thirty nine ninety five to hold my baby after she after he was born. This is a story that moved on Reddit, and the clicks started to multiply. As the personal information has been blacked out, it's not clear where the woman lives, what hospital she's talking about. The charge was for skin to skin contact immediately following her C section. The practice has become increasingly popular in ye- recent years as research continues to highlight the benefit on the mother-child contact immediately after birth. While the staff would uh, be necessarily, while staff would be necessary to allow for a mother to hold her child immediately after surgery, it's unclear why that wouldn't just be lumped into the charge for the delivery. I get to hold of my baby for thirty-nine ninety-five. You know, I thought it was yours to begin with. I thought
0: um, so too. You know, mm. you just took it out of me. Yeah,
4: yeah that's like uh, putting a box of cereal in a grocery cart. It's not yours till you go through the.
0: Jeffy, that's not what it's like at all. Uh, there's no, no similarity.
4: No, there's
1: no a,
0: a box you of... You go through the cash
3: register. If, if the box of cereal came out of your uterus, then you, you, <laughs> you got a point. Yes.
1: Doesn't matter. Why would you go shopping if that happened? <laughs> <laughs> just like to point that one out. Let me tell you. Think of this. This is how much times have changed in 100 years. 100 years ago, the life expectancy... For the average man was 47 years. hundred years ago, okay. in the United States, the average man lived to 47. That's incredible. Is it longer than that now? i <laughs> to hit you. One hundred years ago, if you had a car, mm-hmm. the only place you could buy gasoline was at the drugstore. Only 14% of all homes in the United States 100 years ago had a bathtub. Only 8% had a telephone. The maximum speed limit in most cities was 10. The tallest structure in the world was the Eiffel Tower. The average wage for a citizen in the U.S. was 22 cents an hour. The average worker made between $200 and $400 a year. A competent accountant could expect to earn $2,000 a year. A dentist could make $2,500 a year. A vet could make between $1,500 and $4,000 a year. A mechanical engineer was making five grand a year. More than 95% of births took place at home where they never charged you to hold your baby, (laughs) Um, 90% of all doctors Mm -hmm. didn't have this.
3: What do you think it was? Leprosy? Good point, probably.
0: Probably an excess of an idea. Yeah, I would
3: think so. Syphilis? Nope. A degree. Degree. Yeah.
1: No college.
3: 90%, 90% of, doctors percent of doctors had
1: no college degree. Wow.
4: how oh, they become doctors? Because you, you got to say it?
1: No, you would go to a so-called a doctor trade school or something? Yeah, you would go to a doctor trade school. You'd go to a so-called medical school. Um, but those <laughs> ended because the medical schools were pretty much a scam. Mm. Uh, sugar at the time cost $0.04 cents a pound. Eggs were $0.14 cents a dozen. Coffee, 15 cents a pound. Most women wash their hair how many times a month? Once. Yeah. Once. Yeah, Most women wash their hair once a month 100 years ago. And went out of the stream once a month. Wow. And what did they use to wash
3: it? Soap.
1: Uh,
3: Lard. Brill cream. Egg yolks or borax? Borax. Yep.
1: Lard would have been better. Canada passed a law that prohibited poor people from entering into their country for any reason. Uh, the five leading causes of death were pneumonia and, and the flu, tuberculosis, diarrhea, heart disease, and stroke.
3: You died would,
1: from diarrhea? Oh, yeah.
3: It's, uh, what's that called? Uh, is it consumption? No, the consumption is tuberculosis. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, diarrhea was... Well, uh, diarrhea, because they called it something else.
1: Yeah, it's... Um, Mm. Oh, crap. I mean, excuse the pun. <laughs> yeah, what is it? Say it out loud. Dysentery? Dysentery. Oh, dysentery. dysentery. Yep, dysentery. Um, uh, the American flag only has 45 stars. The population of Las Vegas was 30 people 100 years ago. 30? 30. Mm-hmm. Crossword puzzles, canned beer, and iced tea had not been invented yet. There was neither a Mother's Day nor a Father's Day. Only 6% of all Americans graduated from high school. Marijuana, heroin, morphine, all available over-the-counter at local drugstores. Good,
3: Good times.
1: Back then, your local pharmacist would say, heroin will clean your c- complexion, and it gives you buoyancy of the mind. Fact. It regulates the stomach. It regulates the bowels. In fact, heroin is the, quote, the perfect guardian of health. Wow. Imagine, I would have never left my drugstore. I know. (laughs) Uh, 18% of households had at least one full-time servant or domestic help. Uh, And there were how many murders in the entire United States 100 years ago in America? For the entire year, 100 years ago, Nineteen sixteen. How many murders were reported? I mean, yeah, well, we're reported.
0: Murders usually are a crime that is are reported. reported accurately yeah. because
1: there's dead people or missing
0: people. Uh, that's, that's why they, crime stats people like. Well,
3: you're leading us to believe it's really low. So how well, am I leading you to believe that? Oh, because yes, I'm for Hillary.
1: Yes. Is that also is <laughs> that also lead you to believe I'm for <laughs> Hillary? You yes. are. Yeah. And
3: gun control. And gun control. Uh fifty. Shut up, Pat. <laughs> That's too low. Is that too low? I bet it's right around what the area of just what
0: Chicago gets in a year now. Probably the entire country. Entire country. 700. The United
1: States. Seven hundred. Seven hundred. What do you think, Stu?
0: Yeah, I man. Chicago. F- sure, Seven hundred. There were thirty
4: people in Vegas, so nine thousand two hundred
1: twenty-five. Thank you, Jeffy. Yeah. Thank you for playing along. Thank you. Two hundred and thirty. Two hundred and thirty? In the entire country a hundred oh, years ago. It's pretty good. Oh, no, there were no guns. Oh, wait. No, wait, hold yeah. it. Hold it just hold a, a second. They were probably more prevalent. No, they couldn't have been. No, I think For you're wrong. Capita. Don't even look at it. Don't even look at that stat because you're probably wrong. And let's just assume that you are. Okay. Okay.
0: Um, so on this front, too, this is kind of interesting in that we know capitalism does its work a lot of times in spite of Washington. And a lot of times we sit here thinking about how bad everything is. But capitalism churns away while Washington tries to screw it up. And it's our job to push for Washington to <laughs> screw it up as little as possible. But as it's churned away over the past 90 years, um, in, in the mid-30s, uh, or the a- last past 80 years, mid-30s, you spent, About 62% of your uh, disposable uh, income on home, cars, clothing, household furnishings, household and utilities, and gasoline. So, I mean, you look at that, it's pretty much nothing you're, like, enjoying. It's just stuff you need. Mm -hmm. Basic necessities of life. Mm -hmm. Food, you know, how you get around. It was uh, 62% in the mid-30s. It's now 32%. Oh, my gosh. we cut that in half, giving us all the rest of that income to do things that we might enjoy or that aren't based necessities of human Why doesn't it feel that way? <laughs> well, well Why doesn't it? I think because, uh, you know, first of all, I think debt, like, for one thing. the messaging of the media debt, is that yeah. everyone's getting behind. And uh, I think that is part of it. But, uh, you know, credit card debt is, is
1: probably part of it. And we're probably spending but, a lot of money on the things that we don't need. And so that puts us behind. And then we look at. Right. If it wasn't for our house being so expensive, we would because we wouldn't think about cutting it.
0: But the central function of that, I don't think, is any of those things. I think it's capitalism improving things. Yes, It's cutting costs on items that we used to have. It's improving items that we used to have. It's making those things more efficiently produced. And now we are able to uh, afford things. I mean, you told the story about the $10,000 television recently on the air. um, About how, you know, one of your big purchases. My
1: uh, 40th birthday. My wife got me a the first Sony flat screen. I still have it. First Sony flat screen television. It was I don't even know thirty two inches. Pat, do you think maybe? Yeah, maybe a little 32. bigger than that. Uh, and 40. it was ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand dollars, and
0: that was uh, 12, uh, 12, 12, years years 12, twelve years ago. Twelve years ago. So you know, mid Bush administration. This is not ancient history, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I was, uh, I was in Walmart uh, two weeks ago and took a picture of a television display. And it was a brand I hadn't heard of, so there wasn't a Sony. But it was a 40-inch, it was LCD, yep. it was a smart TV, so it had features that your TV couldn't even dream of, no. right? $198. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. $198. Wow. I mean, and, and there was just oh my stacks gosh. of them. And it's like, well, what, how do you account for, to people, that change? Because people will say, well, look, if you look at the incomes, uh, you know, after tax and after health care expenses, we haven't improved things at all for the middle class. What about that change? The thing that only Mr. Rich television personality could even dream of affording. And if I remember correctly, you opposed the purchase because it was too crazy.
1: Yeah, no, I wouldn't have gotten it if it wasn't for my birthday. birthday She surprised me with it. And I thought it was insane. And it was so insane that I would bring you guys over. You guys came over to my house, and you yeah. said, "Can I come over and see it?" It was a museum piece. It was, okay. and it was in my bedroom. Yeah, yeah. I, I said, "Okay," and we would all sit on
3: the bed and go, "Wow!" I wow, traveled God. two thousand miles to see it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it's that Island amazing. Houston at the time. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I mean, you know, this is
0: actually and now I think about it, back before even we were on TV, but it was it, it was at a time that changed. So now. A person who makes, you know, $30,000 a year and has a nice job and, and As a flat lives, screen, has a flat screen TV
1: for 198, of better
0: quality, yes. even from some no-name brand, better quality with features that didn't even exist when you bought yours in a, in about a decade. For $198? Yeah. For 99% Un- off or 98% off. I mean, Unbelievable. An incre- and that stuff happens all the time. time. With products all the time. And it's lost because the media focuses on things that make capitalism look evil. Those things are happening to us all the time. And it's the, it is the miracle of America.
1: I want I, I to I, I talk about the future. Because <laughs> look, look at how much has changed from 100 years ago. Oh, man. Okay? Mm-hmm. All right. But not that much changed from 100 years ago. And you go 20 years down the road. Not that much changed. From 1910 to 1930, not that much had changed. From right. 1930 to 1950, not that much had changed, right? Mm-hmm. But It started. Tw- yeah. yeah, but 20 years from now, think, when did the iPhone come out? I know, what, mid-2000s. Oh, seven. Right? Yeah. 07! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now... You, it's like, of course, you have a screen. I remember seeing it and thinking you could touch the screen and make a picture bigger, and yeah, and it, it was that was, was unheard of in two thousand and seven. Star Trek stuff. Star Trek stuff. I want to take you to new Star Trek stuff when we come back. First, this simply safe. Um, if you have homeowners insurance, burglars think it's okay to take your stuff. I, I don't think so. They think they're entitled to it. And your insurance company is going to give your stuff back anyway, so we both win, right? Take control. Be protected. Get home security with Simply Safe. With Simply Safe, you'll get the best protection. It's like having a personal bodyguard right in front of your home, uh, stopping anyone who is going to harm your family or take your stuff, which is secondary importance. Simply Safe, easy to use, completely wireless, and you own the system. It has glass break, entry, motion centers. Um, sensors. Monthly monitoring is only $14.99 a month, and it has no long-term contract. It's what my daughter has in her house. I helped install it. It is really simple to use. It is I And mean, what's crazy about it is it is the new way of keeping your family safe. You can take one of these. You've got a son or daughter that's in college. You can take one of these, buy it, put it in their dorm room. Sign it up for $14 a month, and they have a security system in their dorm room. You couldn't have done that five years ago. Simply Safe, all wireless, no contracts, no strings, no wires. Visit simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafeback.com. Go there now, get a free shipping on your order and free keychain remote worth 25 bucks. It is simplysafebeck.com.
2: The Glenn Beck Program.
1: Mercury.
3: Program.
1: So before I get into the real stuff, I gotta stop here. Anybody see uh, Westworld? No. no, not yet. Okay, so Jeffy says that Westworld was held off because of money and
4: uh, the finances. were. they spent a big, bo- big dollars on the on the actors, and then they had to hold off on some
1: production. So here's what I heard: the, pro- the hold off was is they they had a great year but they weren't satisfied that it would go past a year because they hadn't worked all the storylines out properly. Again, they hadn't thought it all the way through for the next year, so they felt it would all fall apart by the end of the year because they hadn't thought of it far enough in advance. That sounds good. Yeah, it does sound good. I don't know if i buy it. But it, it didn't seem like a production in trouble. I watched it this weekend, and it is, you know... They say that this is really sexist, right? That's, that's the complaint against it. Yeah, there's this. a
0: lot of uh, left-wing media that is coming out and saying, like, this is just, you know, uh, male uh, rape fantasy in action and brutalizing women. And, I mean, I don't know anything
1: about the series. Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, I mean, it was Michael Crichton. Um, that, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, so it was a Michael Crichton. Um, and, um, ap- yes, absolutely, that's what it is. It, but that's what violent video games are. This is just an upgrade of... This will happen. This will happen. It's a Disney world with audio animatronics that interact with you. And you can do and be whoever you want to be. And, you know, in one of the opening scenes, one of the guys is like, oh, man, I've come here five times or ten times. And, you know, the first four times I came, I was the good guy. But then the last time I came, I decided I'm going full-out evil. It was the best time of my life. I'm going full out evil. So these are just these
0: are robots that look like humans. Yes, that you can without Do whatever you want. murder someone.
1: For
3: example, right. without, they can't, you can kill the robots, right. and the robots can kill, cannot kill you. Yes, so you can be
1: in a gunfight. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know somebody comes, a bad guy comes to town, he starts shooting everybody up. If you want to all of a sudden be like, well, we'll draw. You know what I mean? And you want to be the guy who saves the day. You can do it. Now they could shoot you first, but they can't kill you. They won't hurt you, so
3: you always win.
0: So they'll compete against you. They'll but compete you against. Won't you.
3: Actually, like a, you know, like a paintball game, you won't die. Exactly right. Exactly. It's right. like a fail-safe that yes uh, stops them from killing the human. Yes, they can't. They can't outgun you or
1: whatever. Right. So they can't hurt, and you can kill them. And it and it's it a really cool, absolutely real.
3: You would love it if it if it existed. It would be fun. Oh, my gosh. It But it would it go would dark. For- it would go dark. Yeah, it probably would. This fast. It would.
1: It would go dark. People would go and say, oh, this is kind of cool. Let's go back to the 1800s town or whatever. Yeah. And let's do it. But you know, in a very short period of time, families would disappear from that because it would all be saloons, rapes, murders. People would go dark. Absolutely dark. Let me show you now the real West world that's coming.
3: Next. You're listening to the Glenn Beck program.
1: Mercury. Wendy Mueller, she was standing at her copper sink in her beautiful home in Leesburg, Virginia. It's a historic home. It was last Wednesday afternoon. She was standing at the sink. She was preparing some food and a knife that she was holding slipped and cut her thumb. She immediately ran her thumb underneath the water, pulled it out and was beginning to look at it when the phone rang. She thought about not picking it up because it wasn't a number that she recognized, but she was distracted by the bleeding of her thumb and she'd answer it. People on the other side said they knew she would answer it because mom always answers the phone. When she picked it up, somebody was screaming in the background. It sounded exactly like your 23-year-old daughter's voice begging for help. That's when an unfamiliar voice said, We have your daughter. What followed was five solid hours of hell. Kidnapper told, told her, Put your phone on speaker. Get your purse, get your phone charger, and get into the car. What, what, what's, what's happening? How much is your daughter worth? I, I, what, what, what's happening? How much is your daughter worth? Do you have my daughter? How much money can you get your hands on right now? I, I, I don't know how much. I get maybe $10,000 the voice calm and eloquent with a slight hint of an accent but an American command of the language said it's a good start if you tell or alert anyone I'll kill your daughter do exactly what we say her youngest child attends college hundreds of miles away in a town, a little rough around the edges. She hadn't heard from her daughter in a couple of days. She had no idea if her daughter was safe or not. They told her they were targeting someone else, someone that would be able to get a lot of money. But your daughter intervened and tried to save her friend. So we grabbed her instead. Mom knew they had her daughter because that sounds exactly like what she would do. Put her on the phone. We're not putting her on the phone. We won't hesitate to kill her. She got into the car. She started the car. And he told her where to drive. And he said, we want you to know we've hacked your phone. We're tracking you right now. We know exactly where you're going. For five hours, he gave her instructions on where to go. He said, go to this office, go to this office, all through northern Virginia. You go get about $1,900. That was the usual amount, the maximum amount she could wire. You go to this place, you get $1,900, and you wire it. You send it to this address and this name in Mexico. She went from Leesburg to uh, Reston to uh, Herndon to Arlington, seven corners. She went back and forth, northern Virginia, until it was dark, and she followed directions turn by turn. She kept asking, let me talk to my daughter when you finish and you send the last payment, we'll let you talk to your daughter. She felt that they were following her because he could describe the buildings in front of her, the fields that she would be passing. She kept looking in her rearview mirror. She thought of flagging someone down, but she wasn't sure he wasn't behind her. And he could hear every move that she made. After every deposit and every wire transfer, he told her to rip up the uh, the receipts. One time she didn't do it. He said, you want your daughter dead? Why didn't I hear you rip up the receipt? She ripped it up. She went to the next location this time. She took another piece of paper and ripped that up and put the receipt in her purse. He said, I tell you what, on this adventure, I'm going to call you mom and you call me son. She began to cry. Stop crying, mom. He talked to her through the entire ordeal, making sure he had her attention every single minute. He told her, we're professionals, we're a group of kidnappers, we have a huge organization, we do this all the time, and you're lucky, because we may not kill your daughter. They said they had put a set of headphones on her daughter's head so she could hear everything. The headphones were on the daughter so she could, she could hear if mom was going to be the cause of her death. Every time he wasn't talking and demanding an answer and in between stops, she was thinking, how do I ask for help? What if I write a note on the, on the back for the clerk? But if the clerk says even one word, he'll hear it. At each money wire window or international mini mart, the clerks didn't speak English Every well, very well. And one of them said, I can't read this. Can't read what? What did you put? Your daughter is dead. She said it was torture. So how did it end? They haven't caught the people yet. But her daughter is safe. In fact, her daughter was safe the entire time. They didn't have her daughter. This is a new scam that is happening around the country. And mainly people are being targeted in California because of Beverly Hills. It happened in New York. It's happened in Texas. And now it's in the Washington region. And there's no actual kidnapping that's taking place. And they use co-conspirators to convince the victim's legitimacy of the, of the threat. Her ordeal didn't end until 8.30 after she had wired a total of $9,100 to the scammers. And she got a text from her daughter. Hey guys, look what I was doing in class today. She had hung up the phone. She had no idea. Then a photo of the project popped up. It was an artsy movie, a poster of a girl shrouded in bindings. The film, believe it or not, that she had made that day in class was called Snatched. Man never called back. It was total brainwashing. She says, I don't feel safe about anything anymore. So there's a new way to make sure that your kids are always safe. In San Jose, California, at Robo Business, the annual exhibition... Um, They say it's the most important robotics exhibition of the year in San Jose. And they now have iPal. iPal is uh, three feet tall, wide eyes, working fingers, a touchscreen tablet on its chest, can sing, can dance, can play rock, scissors, paper, can talk, answer questions. It's made for children. And the good thing is, is that iPal can take care of your children for hours without supervision.
4: Yeah, the company's backed off on that though. That was the developer, the guy that created it. He said, Oh yeah, you can leave your kids with it for hours. <laughs> the company immediately were like, uh no, uh these don't take the place of babysitters with them. We don't do that. We don't do that. We don't yeah, do that. we're pretty much so, not there yet. Yeah. But it's coming. It's at, yeah, absolutely. Uh Jing, I think his name is or something that is is the creator, he believes it. Right now,
3: come on, that would take forever to, to be comfortable enough with a robotic. We do it with entities. televisions all the time. <laughs> I will tell you, I
1: mean, really, we are getting so. While co- you're there, maybe. we are so close. Mm. No, we're not. <laughs> no, you're not. A lot of people aren't. Yeah. I mean, you're there. You in leave the, the house. kid watching the uh, watching it. Sure. Through. Yeah, and you go outside and do he's something like or whatever. Six or seven oh, people. The, what
4: he said all the time. What, what the creator was saying is that the when uh, uh, the kids come home from school
3: uh, and the parents aren't home from work. The robots there for him. I don't let my 16-year-old girl walk down to the neighborhood pond by herself. <laughs> <I mean, yeah. laughs> I'm not. Might okay, psycho dad. by the television. Okay, I, I, mean, I, I, I get that. That's you, okay, know. psycho dad. I know. Come on. Oh know. No,
1: no, no. I, I, I mean that, but that's it. the way most
0: people you're will react right. to you. That Absolutely. you're a psycho for doing it. I don't care. And Pat is the ultimate care. target for this uh, fake. Kidnapping no kidding. <laughs> oh my God, he'd be he be wiring every cent he had within ten minutes. Thank you for that, Stuart. <laughs> Pat
3: Gray, G R A Y. Thank you. Why don't you go ahead and give the address? Whatever. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you though? Oh, I would. Oh man. In a second. I, it's hard to tell
0: from that story because she, you know you wonder why she didn't text her daughter or you know I mean yeah, I know like she well, thought said, she was being watched. Your phone. And I guess what they do is they call. Maybe hundreds of people do this scam, and yeah. most people don't pick up, or it doesn't work. But every once in a while, they get somebody, and they got $9,100 out of one person. I mean, and what would you do? I mean, unless you... It's a tough thing to deal with. Uh, and if they, if it's convincing, and they hit a couple points where they're like, oh my gosh, they are. They're probably just following her on Google Maps. You know, oh, there's a field coming up on your right. I mean, they probably...
3: Oh, yeah, you could... Yeah.
0: It's incredible. And they convinced her. And uh, I mean, imagine that. You, you spent five hours trying to free your daughter from kidnapping, and then she sends you a text. Look what I made at school today.
3: Do we know it was if about, they. Yeah, about kidnapping, kidnapping. which is total did they coincidence, really, apparently. Did they, did they actually hack into her phone? Did they. No, I don't no, think so. I uh, think they just no, called they her and didn't do it. that. Yeah. They didn't do that. They called her. They knew where she lived. They knew where these places so were. So she could have yeah. texted her daughter. Yeah. yeah.
1: But, I mean, you just don't. She know. could have texted her daughter. She also could have just hung up on them.
3: Right? She could right. have said, keep her. yeah,
1: click."
0: <laughs> Jeffy is not the ultimate target for no. this particular scam. No, he is. He has no money. Have doesn't kids. care about anyone.
3: Good, <laughs> Jeffy. Wire us a dollar seventy-five. <laughs> I don't have it. I don't have it. No, you I tell you, you d- if you don't return her,
1: I'll come up with ten grand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our uh, sponsor this half hour is realestateagentsitrust.com. You want to sell your house and you want as little drama as possible. You want it to sell as quickly as possible and for the most amount of money. Real estate agents I trust, um, I've gone through this uh, myself where, you know, the real estate agent, their whole idea was, Let's just gonna, we're just going to put some balloons up and have an open house every weekend. And my house sat on the, on the market for, I don't know, eight months. Uh, and it just got exhausting. And you can't get out of it because then you have to pay that one and the next real estate agent, and, and who do you know? And so many people are like, oh, jeez, I've got this bad real estate agent, but it's my brother-in-law, and so I can't. Don't do not do that. <laughs> don't do that. Get the best one in your area, and the one that you know has the values and the principles that you hold. com. It's working. People now who have had houses sitting on the market forever are selling. People are finally able to take that burden off of their shoulders and sell it for the right price and at the fastest possible, um, in the fastest possible way. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com where our individually selected agents will work to earn your business every day and they will sell your home. Want to sell your home? realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program,
4: Mercury.
2: This is the Glenn Beck Program. (laughs)
4: <laughs>
1: I'd like to have this conversation on the air. This was way before. I would like to have this conversation on the air. Somehow or another, the beauty of Megyn Kelly came up, and it spiraled out of control at that point. Yeah. Uh, on just who the most beautiful women in the world are. And I would put Megan on that list. She is just, she is classic beauty. Classic beauty.
0: Like Jeffy. Yeah, I mean, look. That's how people talk about Jeffy all the time. Well, you know what? I
1: I think of Michelangelo all the time Mm -hmm. when he talks about his statue of David. Mm -hmm. And I think of Jeffy. Yep. I mean, that's. (laughs) I know. Oh, seriously. He said, look, (laughs) somewhere trapped in that marble, David was in there. I just had to let him out. Right. And somewhere trapped in all of that fat. (laughs) It's a David trying to get (laughs) out. It's a David trying to get out. (laughs) That's a different. Uh, you got to look pretty deep. I was thinking. Well we've been missing David, he worked upstairs for about a week, and I think Jeffy (laughs) May. Come on, that was
4: good. Uh, that, was that was good. good. That on.
1: was good. That was that was. not it? That was an that artistic. Fat <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. That was a highbrow yeah. fat yeah. joke, Jeffy. Yeah, that was no. good. <laughs>
0: now the David thing would work kind of with the athletically. <laughs> Keep going? No, I was going to help you athletically
1: overweight because you you are.
4: I am athletically. Exactly. Overweight. So no question about that.
1: Can I tell you something? I lose five pounds and I'm chiseled. It's just that all of the five pounds that I gained... Perfectly distributed. <laughs> perfectly distributed, all in those places that define me as a non-blob. Right. Mm-hmm. That's look. Maybe that's not, eight pounds.
3: Not your fault. Right. You're not a scientist. I, I just have to lose that eight pounds, and I am a chiseled god. <laughs> let's not think about that, too. No, I just threw up a little bit in my mouth. <laughs> oh, uh. This is...
2: The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.